Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnolis. All right, it's the week of Thanksgiving. Time to get into the Thanksgiving spirit. But how does somebody get into the Thanksgiving spirit? Sure, there's the idea of bringing family together, and there's all this amazing food. But what are the trappings of Thanksgiving? We don't really decorate for Thanksgiving the way we decorate for Christmas. We don't dress up like we do for Halloween. Thanksgiving is this quiet but huge holiday that sits between the two monsters who dominate the holidays, Halloween and Christmas. But there are a lot of ways to get into the spirit of Thanksgiving. One of my favorites is by watching Thanksgiving-themed entertainment. There's a couple of movies I really like, like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which is a pretty obvious choice. But there's also a lot of television programming, not just specials that dominate like a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, but smaller ones, ones that don't necessarily get the play that someone like Charlie Brown gets. There's sort of this, I don't want to call them the B-team, but let's call them the B-team. Things like the Berenstain Bears meet Big Paw where the Care Bears grams Bears Thanksgiving surprise. In fact, when I was a kid, one of my favorite Thanksgiving specials to watch was actually a Davy and Goliath special. I don't know if you've seen Davy and Goliath, but they had a Thanksgiving special that they would show around Thanksgiving in our area, and I would watch it all the time. It's called The Pilgrim Boy, if you ever get to watch it. It's a real treat. But below Charlie Brown, and sort of above these ones that you've maybe never given a chance, is a great special that should be a classic, and I imagine it is in some of your households, but I think it needs to be in a wider one, and that is Garfield's Thanksgiving. The Garfield specials of the 80s really captured the spirit of that time, and they're produced very well. They have great music, great voice work, always a fun story, and a beloved icon in Garfield. And yet, things like the Garfield Thanksgiving special, the Halloween special, they just never get up to that level that Charlie Brown gets. So, On today's show, I'd like to talk about Garfield's Thanksgiving. And hopefully, if you haven't seen it in a long time, get you to revisit it. Or, if you've never seen it before, introduce you to it. On today's show, we'll talk about the people behind the voices and behind the animation. We'll talk about the plot, the music, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. Garfield's Thanksgiving is a 1989 animated TV special that focuses on that lovable cat, Garfield. Garfield got his start way back in 1973. Jim Davis was a comic strip artist working on a comic called Norm Nat, which only ran in Pendleton, Indiana. 
there, one editor was quoted as saying, Davis's art was good. His gags were great. But nobody can identify with bugs. Davis started looking at what other comic strip artists were doing. He noticed that animals were doing very well, but that people had really done a lot with dogs. He was more of a cat person. He'd grown up on a farm with lots of cats and thought, you know who I'm going to make the star of my comic strip? A cat. And that cat was Garfield. Garfield got his name from Davis's grandfather, James A. Garfield Davis, who, according to Davis, was a large cantankerous man. Other characters in the strip were John Arbuckle, John's roommate, Lyman, and Lyman's dog, Odie. Eventually, the strip would focus mostly on John, Garfield, and Odie. The strip wasn't even called Garfield when it started. It actually was named after John and was called John. But still, the strip was just in Pendleton. Until 1978, when United Features Syndicate accepted the strip, and the name was changed to Garfield. It would debut in 41 newspapers on June 19th of 1978. If you go back and look at comics from that period, you'll notice that Garfield changes over time. He gets slimmer, he starts to walk on two legs, he opens his eyes more. He becomes the Garfield that we've come to know and love. By 1982, the strip was appearing in over a thousand newspapers, and Davis had to found a company to manage all of the merchandise and relationships that were being created by his creation. After these messages, we'll be right back. To celebrate Garfield having his own ravioli, Garfield Round Ravioli, we're throwing him a surprise party with a year's supply. So after I show him these plump, meaty ravioli, we'll pull back the curtain and yell surprise. Garfield, this was supposed to be a surprise. Tell you what. Fill this place back up, and I'll come back and act surprised. Garfield Round Ravioli. The only round ravioli and meat sauce that's Garfield approved. Isn't my ravioli fun? And now, back to the show. Jim Davis, or James Robert Davis, was born in 1945. He's probably best known for creating Garfield. He also created U.S. Acres. Davis, in addition to doing his work on the strip, would also write or co-write all of the Garfield TV specials that would air on CBS, including being a co-writer of Garfield's Thanksgiving. But he did not write Garfield's Thanksgiving alone. Jim Davis wrote it with Kim Campbell, who was credited as producer on multiple Garfield projects. The special had multiple directors, including Gerald Baldwin, John Sperry, Bob Nessler, and Phil Roman. You've probably heard of Phil Roman from the company Film Roman, in addition to producing Garfield's animated television specials. Film Roman's probably best known for two projects where you've seen the name, The Simpsons, which they produced the animation for, and King of the Hill. Garfield's Thanksgiving is a simple story of a very lonely man and his obese cat on Thanksgiving. It starts out with Garfield having to go to the vet, learning he needs to go on a diet, and of course rebelling. Meanwhile, John thinks the vet, Dr. Liz Wilson, is right up his alley and he invites her to have a date on Thanksgiving. And as we know, Thanksgiving dinner dates are really great first dates. There's this kind of funny bit with Garfield and this talking scale. As John prepares the meal, we learn he's just a terrible cook. And when Liz comes over, she realizes that she's been too hard on Garfield. That maybe he doesn't need to be on such a strict diet. This cheers Garfield up. Then he remembers 
that John is doing the cooking, and so there will be no good food. It's at this point Garfield convinces John to call Grandma. Grandma shows up really quickly, and to kill time, John distracts Liz by giving a history lesson about Thanksgiving while Grandma cooks the meal. Because Grandma is amazing at everything, as all grandmas are, she manages to turn John's mess into a meal. They have to wake Liz up because John's stories are so boring. They eat, everything's amazing, and Liz gives John a kiss on the cheek, which, of course, puts John into orbit. He's so happy. At this point, they decide to go for a walk, because what's Thanksgiving without an after-dinner walk? But it turns out, unlike Garfield, Odie ate too much. And John, seeing that, says, well, we got to put Odie on a diet. And Garfield is very happy to mess with Odie, forcing him to exercise. And it's a happy Thanksgiving. After these messages, we'll be right back. One, two, one, two. Larry, you know, this simple exercise can help you stay healthy, which keeps medical costs down. But you got to do it every day, Vince. Or you'll get out of shape fast. You could learn a lot from a dummy. Buckle your safety belt. And now, back to the show. The cast of Garfield and Friends is kind of small, and you have a lot of recurring people who would do a lot of the recurring voices on these Garfield specials over the years, starting with the great Lorenzo Music, who played Garfield. Gerald David Lorenzo Music sadly passed away in 2001. He is best known for being the voice of Garfield on the animated specials from 82 to 91. But he also had other amazing voice work in shows like Tailspin, Disney's Adventure of the Gummy Bears, and of course, as the original voice of Peter Venkman on The Real Ghostbusters. If you watched commercials, you might recognize his voice as Larry the Crash Test Dummy in the You Could Learn a Lot from a Dummy safety campaign. There's a great quote I found online from Music. He was a charitable person and would volunteer at a suicide hotline. And he said that he would get a call and then the person would hear him and recognize who he was and that would change their tone. The person would be saying, I am bankrupt. My wife ran off with another man. Hey, you sound just like that cat on TV. Tom Huge voiced John Arbuckle. He would also voice other characters in the Garfield universe, including Binky the Clown, Gort, and Roy Rooster. Greg Berger voiced Odie. Greg Berger has an amazing resume of voice work. If you are a fan of the Transformers, he voiced Grimlock. Julie Payne voiced Dr. Liz Wilson. Over the years, she would be in over 100 episodes of various TV shows and appear in 20 feature films. Worked a ton and does great voice work. Pat Carroll voiced grandma. If the voice sounds sort of familiar, you've probably heard her in other TV shows and in animation. She was the voice of Ursula in The Little Mermaid. The soundtrack has original music by Ed Bogas and Desiree Goyette. Ed Bogas has been doing music since the 60s, and he would succeed Vince Giraldi for the Peanut specials after Giraldi died in 1976. He would also write music for Sesame Street, and if you are a fan of the Commodore 64, he composed the music for the game Hardball. Desiree Goyette is a composer, lyricist, and voiceover artist, who in addition to creating great music for Garfield, had also done voice work in Betty Boop, Barbie, and would do the voices of Nermal and Petunia Pig on Garfield. During the 
three seasons of Garfield and Friends, Goyette, would co-write all of the songs for the show with her future husband, Ed Bogas. The special was released at the tail end of the 80s on November 22nd, 1989, just in time for Thanksgiving. They would also release a book adaptation of Garfield's Thanksgiving. It's a much more simplistic view of the Garfield's Thanksgiving. It doesn't have any of the back and forth with the scale. We do get to see more of John trying to do goofy stuff while he's trying to cook. But at the end, there's no mention of new diets. And Garfield and Odie are just happy to sit there with their full bellies. And of course, the big lesson is that they all have Grandma to thank for such an amazing Thanksgiving. You have lots of choices for entertainment during Thanksgiving. But aren't you getting a little tired of watching the same ones over and over? Maybe you haven't looked back at Garfield's Thanksgiving in a while. I'm hoping this is the year you do. It's a great animated special filled with a fun message, great voice acting, amazing music, and a great story tied to an iconic character. And it's a perfect way to start or end your Thanksgiving holiday. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at retroist.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at twitter.com slash retroist. Music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Beverly Hills 90210 had not one, but six Thanksgiving episodes. So if you liked The Kindness of Strangers, you're going to love If I Had a Hammer. This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.